sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. The Catholic Church makes some pretty big claims for itself, most especially that it is the church established by Jesus Christ. But what does that mean? And just as importantly, maybe more importantly, how do we really know? That's what we're going to be talking about today on Ignition. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Dr. Chris Bergwald, and we want to set your faith ablaze so that you might live the adventure that comes from a relationship with Jesus Christ. Before we get into the topic of, of today's show, the Catholic Church as the church established by Jesus Christ, we want you to know that we love listener feedback. So if you got questions about today's episode, or if you have ideas for future episodes, please contact us. The easiest way to do so is by email, and the address is ignition at sfcatholic.org. Again, ignition at sfcatholic.org. And I am joined as often, but not always, not last week, right. uh, by my my now usual, normal co-host. Regular? Regular. Regular? Normal, usual? Regular. You don't like those words? Right, whatever you want. Renee Kranz. It's your show. That's, it is my show. <laughs> Hi, Chris. So answer my questions. Hi, Renee. Hi. Renee, who are you? <laughs> I am the regular co-host of Ignition, yes. also the host of Catholic Views, if anyone wants to know. Uh, I am What's the, that? <laughs> a radio show, a radio podcast show. thingy. It's actually, what is it? Because folks, actually some of our listeners may not sure. know about Catholic Views. Yeah, Catholic Views has actually been on the radio a long time, from what I understand. I have been the host for just about a year now. Um, we do interviews with all kinds of people. So it's the, the weekly audio show from yes. the Diocese of yes. Falls Communications Office. And it includes Biblical Bites with Dr. B at the beginning. Indubitably, indeed. Which is so lovely. Yes. So, yeah. So lovely. Um, so, do you ever have a pet, Renee? Shush. What? I've had lots of pets. What's your first pet's not name? Gonna, nope, not giving any What's of that What's your mother's name? No, <laughs> so, so, wait, what's going, what is, I talked about what the church established by Jesus. Renee made a really good point. I want to talk about this. We're going to talk about this. This is going to be fun radio. Um, <laughs> Renee would often say a little bit, something about herself, but you realized, Renee, like, this was a security concern. It could be. If People I could say be the paying wrong attention thing. and like logging right. on to your bank account. And I know. I know all these facts about now Renee. Now that you said that, that's what they're going to do. Thank they're you. They're going to go back and listen to old episodes <laughs> and data mine you. And right. I really don't think not going to probably get much. Too much. I don't think so, but you know. Yeah, it's it's, it's good to be. It's prudent to be cautious in this day yeah. and age. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm just gonna leave it there. Nothing else. No, no. Okay. If I think of something fun, I'll tell you. As long you're as you're married to Ryan for 18 I am. years. Yes. Uh, 18 years originally year. from Watertown. Yes. Yep. And in Sioux Falls since 2005. You could just say fake things, which would throw people I off. Could. Ooh, that and would most be people fun. wouldn't know any different. I'll give them like all Bill's information or something. There we go. There we go. <laughs> I live on Prairie Avenue. <laughs> oh, what? Oh. <laughs> okay. Anyway, <laughs> enough um, inane silliness. banter, enough silliness. So this is actually today's topic. I, I, I mentioned, folks, if, uh, if you want to submit questions, ignition at sfcatholic.org. This actually was a, a question that a listener oh, submitted just a few okay. weeks ago. Great. Uh, so basically, we, we, we want to talk about this. This uh, as It took us three takes to get the open right, didn't it? Oh, it took you three uh, takes to get the open right. <laughs> pretty big. I, I want to say pretty pig, but that doesn't mean the same <laughs> you thing. You could have just left it now uh, that you told them all what I you don't, did. You know, I, 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 I'm, I'm an open book, really. Right, Anybody who knows me knows that. Um, uh, the, the church makes 
some big claims, but one in particular mm-hmm. is that the Catholic Church teaches that it is the church that Jesus Christ established on earth. Right. Uh, and I think that just when people who, Frank, first of all, are people who aren't Catholic mm-hmm. but are Christian, like, like, oh, that's kind of, wait, hold on now. That's They're bold. pretty big for your britches there, a, aren't you, Bergwald? That's a bold statement. Uh, it is a bold statement. <laughs> Even for Catholics, like, we can be a little bit. That seems a little like uh, makes me a little awkward. Mm-hmm. I'm easy, so I think um, I, I'm grateful for the listener asking asking about this topic because I do think it's worth talking about. What what does that mean? What doesn't it mean? And then, and of course, how do we know? Like, right? You know, prove it, right? The proving it to me, to be honest, is a little bit easy. I mean, there, um, apologetics is the, the the field, the sub-branch of theology that is about explaining and defending mm-hmm. our faith. When people have questions or challenges to our faith, uh, it's it's apologetics and apologists. They're not saying sorry for being right. Catholic. <laughs> no. Um, the, it's apologetics that gives the explanation, the response. And there are there are. All sorts of books, articles, magazines, podcasts, TV shows, all sorts of resources out there. Uh, Catholic Answers Live mm-hmm. is yeah. on many Catholic Great radio show. stations, including our networks. Yeah, five o'clock. Five o'clock mm-hmm. Central. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, the, all sorts of places that people can get those answers. Uh, I, I'm going to touch on something just briefly. And then oftentimes, like Catholic Answers Live, they do a good job of explaining mm-hmm. what it doesn't mean, how it's not as arrogant as it might seem right, to people right. um, and how we can talk about it in a way that doesn't turn people off. Yeah. That's a big one. Right. So, yeah. so just sort of with that is this is where we're going. Um, you're a cradle Catholic. I am. Is, is it okay to say that? Or is that violating your security protocols? <laughs> I, you, I don't know. Is okay. that ever a question on, on security <laughs> questions? Are you a cradle Catholic? What kind of a cradle Catholic? Are you? Cradle. Um, <laughs> When did you do? You, do you remember roughly when teen twenties, more recently, when you became aware of this this particular claim the church makes for herself? Hmm. I suppose that would have been more maybe after college, after like college. really, like really thinking about it. Yeah. Um, and for you, I mean, again, as a lifelong Catholic in your own case and somebody you, you've talked before, you never really fell away for more mm-hmm. than like a Sunday or two. Right. Um, <laughs> a lazy Sunday. Right. Uh, <laughs> did that, like, did that make sense to you or did you? Yeah, okay. it did. Um, yeah. I didn't really have a problem with it. Um, it was always like you would, you would think about it more if someone outside of the Catholic church asked you about it or sure. said something about it, sure. which wasn't very often. So I was going to say then, did yeah. you, have you, have you ever found yourself uh, in the conversation with somebody where this topic comes up and whether they were fine with it or not? Uh, has that, have you ever been in a conversation like that before? I haven't had the conversation about that specific thing. I don't believe not that I can remember. Okay. Okay. If I did, I probably was just like, I'm not talking about that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to de- defend right. it. So. Right. Right. So now do you, uh, know yeah. how you would go about I, I in would a friendly have a, conversation. Yeah, it, I would have a few tricks up my sleeve. I don't know if I could fully do it okay. like the Catholic Answers apologists sure, do, sure. but I have a few things I could. Do you mind sharing up. or do you want me to go first? Um, well, there's, okay. So I would probably talk about the keys to Peter. Okay. Um, I would talk about, see, this is this is a little unfair because I just did an interview with Father Morgan about the feature story that I'm writing. We talked about this a little bit. <laughs> That's fine. But you're prepared for one Sunday. Right. Yeah. Um, 
for once. <laughs> yeah, thank you. She <laughs> I heard you. Go by. Um, uh, talk about uh, Jesus as the bride of the uh, the church as the bride of Christ and his establishing the church during the um, Last Supper and mm-hmm. while hang, while before he died on the cross. Mm-hmm. So those things, um, establishing the priesthood with the apostles. Mm-hmm. Um, gosh, there's a lot of connections you can make. Uh, but like I said, I might, I might struggle a little bit just because I'm not an apologist. Right. Right. Um, and I think that's just a, that, that it's good to, I mean, you, you are a Catholic professional, literally. I mean, yes. you work for the church, yes. but you still acknowledge that there are mm-hmm. areas where you would have to like, maybe do some more work. Hey, let me get back to you right. on that. Right. I think that's really important to be humble and honest with yeah. people in, in whatever the issue is where they ask a question. Don't make it up. Right. Don't no. act like you You're know more really than gonna you do. You're really going to get yourself in trouble. <laughs> it does not. It, yeah, I think going with the first one that you mentioned, the keys to Peter. Um, so just just to briefly talk about how I would probably, if somebody said, well, can you, how do you know the church is the one, they have the church is the church that Jesus established. Mm-hmm. So um, what we're talking about here is Matthew 16. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matthew's gospel, chapter 16. Jesus and the the twelve apostles um, and maybe some other disciples are well are um, near Caesarea Philippi and north north of Galilee, um, and Jesus asks them this question about actually his own identity. Mm-hmm. Um, who do people say that I am? Right. And the apostles say you. Some say you're John the Baptist. Others say Elijah. you're Elijah yeah. and one of the prophets. And then he asked them a question, and, and I, this is a, this is just a great, great. It's not the topic for the show today, but it's a great question. Um, Jesus says to his disciples, as he says to his disciples today, you and me. But you, who do you say that I am? Mm-hmm. So, just I think it's good for us to. Who is Jesus for me? Mm-hmm. But that's a another topic. <laughs> um, who do you say that I am? And Simon, Simon, the fisherman, mm-hmm. responds and says. Um, you are the Christ, the Messiah, the son of the living God. And Jesus responds to him and says, blessed are you, Simon, son of John, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my my father in heaven, my heavenly father. And I tell you, you are Peter and on this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell should not prevail against it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Whoever sins you forgive are forgiven them and whoever sins you hold bound are held bound. Mm -hmm. Right. Am I missing anything there? Uh, oh, missed the keys. Did I not set, did I, see? I was like, I think I'm doing pretty well by you were doing memory, pretty well. But, um, <laughs> just uh, and that's what the, the gates of hell not prevent. I will give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Then he strictly charged the disciples to tell no one that he was the Christ or the Messiah. So we look at that passage. Why do you think? Why did you think of that passage when we're talking about this? So it's plan? it's not just that passage. It's the connection to the Old Testament passages from the Kings, right. and I don't know where it is in there. Isaiah twenty two. Thank you. Okay where the king has a basically a caretaker or whatever they called him Prime for minister. his yep for his kingdom yep. and he got the keys to the kingdom and basically acts as in in place of the king yep. so when you hear that connection cuz just just that that you read from Matthew right. that could mean a lot of things in theory yep but when you he see that connection and that that's where that comes from it becomes very evident to me 
Yeah. So, so just to, to give some more details there. So, uh, Isaiah 22, Isaiah is talking about a role in the Davidic kingdom, mm-hmm. an office, if you will, within the structure of the, the kingdom, uh, of Israel during the time of David and then his successors. Mm-hmm. And there was this role, this office of the prime minister. So if you think of, you know, we don't have a prime minister in our country, but England, right. um, there is the king or queen, and then there's the prime minister. Mm-hmm. And the prime minister is the one who takes cert, takes care of sort of the day-to-day operations right. of governing the kingdom or the mm-hmm. nation. So that Israel had that in the Old Testament. So again, this is David and, and, and his successors um, as referenced in Isaiah 22. So the there's reference there to the keys of the kingdom being given to the prime minister. And he's referred to as a father yeah. figure. Yeah. So when Jesus tells Peter, and we're not even, we haven't even gotten to the name change yet and what that means, but when he says, I will give you the keys to the kingdom, that has for for Simon and the other apostles, they would have immediately thought of David and his prime minister. So Jesus is the king, Mm -hmm. but he is establishing this office of basically the prime minister, and that is the one who will sort of govern. Mm Um, his church in his quote unquote absence. Right. I mean, well, Jesus right. is always with us, but right. not but he's the not same. here bodily exactly now. Yeah. right. So, so yeah, I think that's a great. So we see that there's a cont- and again continuity between old covenant mm-hmm. and new covenant, between old testament and new testament, between the structure of God's people in the old under the old mm-hmm. and the structure of God's people under the new right. covenant. As there's well. a lot of similarities and connections. Right. To All it. sorts of yeah. It's not. Uh, it's not all exactly the same. Nope. But but there's there's but definitely it's modeled after it exactly. Yeah. So that you see a progression. Um, there's continuity. There's discontinuity. There's a radical newness. Right. But there's also a continuity mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so the keys to the kingdom. Yeah, that, that's definitely um, a, a pointer. But well, somebody might say, okay, but that just establishes that um, P- Peter's role in the kingdom. How does that make the that's that's another thing to say that the Catholic Church is that church, isn't it? How would you do? You, do, you, do you understand the question I'm yep, asking? Because because <clears throat> what Peter and the apostles started after Jesus was gone was the church, right? So I mean, he was the leader of that church. You can see that all through the Acts of the Apostles. Yep. Um, and they did uh, establish churches in different cities. Yep. So I mean, they they really did actually build a church. Was it? Did it look like the cathedral? Nope. No, not yet. But it was small, and they had to hide some. And right. <laughs> so, so the structure of of Peter. So, as you said, we see as the church is starting in Acts of the Apostles, and even during public, Jesus' public ministry, Simon, Simon Peter, Peter is always the leader of the apostles. Right, and that continued in Acts of the, in the Acts of the Apostles. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. Continuing Acts of the Apostles, where you see Simon has the leadership role as given to him. Right. He he didn't seize it for himself. It was given to him by Jesus and Matthew 16. Mm -hmm. And then we know historically, he hand all of the apostles handed on their authority to successors, um, to overseers, Mm -hmm. what we call in English today bishops. Bishops. Yeah. And Peter, so Peter handed on his authority to other men and the successors, the spiritual successors of of St. Peter and his role in the church, that office is held by the Bishop of Rome right. because tradition had it, evidence indicates that, um, and not just 
um, written evidence, but also archaeological archaeological evidence indicates that Peter died in Rome. Right. So since the first century, the Bishop of Rome has had a primacy within the church. Now that's also developed over time. Yeah. Uh, it, it's, it, it doesn't look exactly the same. It wasn't uh, always called the Pope today is that he was yeah. always called the Pope. Right. Um, but, but that role has always been, even, even at the end of the first century, um, there, the, 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 the Pope Clement the first, well, he wasn't called Clement the first cause there was no right. Pope Clement at the time, uh, wrote to the church in Corinth and, and, and with some instructions. Now that's notable because who Peter did not establish the who church the in Corinth. Who the heck is he, right? Paul, Paul did, <laughs> right, right? Right. Who's the other great, uh, right. a, a, mm-hmm. apostle. Um, who also, like Peter, what died in Rome. So the, the, the church in Corinth was established by Paul, and yet it's the successor of St. Peter who feels he has the authority mm-hmm. to weigh in. And there's all sorts of other things that we can point to, but it, 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 it's pretty clear that, um, and, and just as, you know, uh, whether it's a human being or a, an oak tree that starts as an acorn, as a living thing grows, it somewhat changes its appearance right. over yeah. time. They're just figuring this stuff out right, here. <laughs> right. So what it looks like is going to unfold over time. Right. But we definitely see that the the church established on Peter, Peter's authority was handed on and has been handed on for 2,000 years down now today to Pope Francis. Right. So that that's one piece of it. The other piece that I want to talk about, though, is the change in the name of Peter. But okay. if in, case, in case you're just tuning in, folks, you're listening to Ignition. I'm your host, Dr. Chris Bergwald, and Rennie Kranz are talking today about the church's claim that it is the church established by Jesus Christ. And we're really focusing on uh, Matthew 16, where we see that Simon, who becomes Peter, um, basically played the role of prime minister, uh, leader after Jesus of the church on earth. So uh, the other thing we see is, 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 is his name is changed from Simon to Peter. Well, mm-hmm. Peter is a Greek word, Petros. It means rock. Mm-hmm. So my my thing is basically Jesus said, blessed are you, Simon, son of John, for flesh and blood is not real, this is my father in heaven. And I tell you, you are rocky, and on this rock I will build my church. He's changed Simon's name from Simon mm-hmm. to rock or rocky. And actually in the Aramaic, um, Peter, Peter's response is, yo, if you look closely, yo, yo Adrian. <laughs> See where I'm going here? Do I have to spell this out for you? Aye, aye, aye. Apparently. Uh, no, no, no. So, so there's a change in, in, in changing Jesus' name. He's changing Simon's identity. Right. He is now the rock of the church. Doesn't mean he's sinless. He doesn't mean no. he always, he, he won't screw up. Um, years later, uh, we read in Galatians chapter two that Paul sort of had to like, hey, Peter, what the heck are you doing? At one point, because because the way that Peter was acting towards Gentile Christians, right. he wasn't he was he was um, preferring the Jewish Christians and on. Right. And, and Paul's like, hey, come on, buddy. Which is also another indication of Peter's primacy when Paul came back to Jerusalem to talk to it, right, meet with them about right. it and say, yeah. what, can we change this? Right. Hey. Right. <laughs> so so his his name is changed, indicating a change in identity and mission. So by the power of Jesus Christ, this this fisherman, Simon, is now Peter, the prince, the head of the apostles, mm-hmm. the earthly head of the church after Jesus Christ himself. Mm-hmm. So what does that have to do with the church's claims? Well, as we talked about, there's this lineage. So for me, when I was away for more than a Sunday or two, when I came back and, I, and, I'm, and I'm looking at – because. 
um, basically my my faith was was rekindled because it was challenged. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and I look okay. Why do I, I, I too was a cradle Catholic? Um, that's not a security answer in any question no. of mine. Um, no. I was, I've tried. So, so I grew, <laughs> I grew up um, as a Catholic, but I didn't really understand the whys right. of our faith. So I was really, okay, where, how do we know mm-hmm. that there's, we're the church established by Jesus? And this is the one that sort of always remained with me because it's because I trust Jesus Christ and the promises he made to Peter about his, Jesus's church that he was building on Peter, mm-hmm. that I know the church, the Catholic church is the one established by him. Right. Um, so it's not because Peter was brilliant, but Jesus said, the gates of hell will not prevail against you. In other places, Paul talks about the church as the pillar and bulwark of truth. Mm-hmm. So throughout the gospels and actually apostle, we read about, yeah, there are different churches, but they all together constitute the one church. Right. There's one church that's united, as Paul talks, in belief, that is in faith. Um, there, there's not a whole variety of doctrines, of teachings. Yeah, there's one. There would have been. Right, right. <laughs> you, yeah. There's one um, church established by Jesus Christ. And what church today has Peter or his successor at the head of it? Mm-hmm. The Catholic Church. Okay, so that's kind of just a nut, and, and and there's all sorts of resources, and I'll mention a couple, a few um, at the end of the show that get into more about this. But the thing, Renee, that I want to make sure we talk about is what this does and doesn't mean. So, um, it does, and, and to start with, what it doesn't mean, it doesn't mean, therefore, that every other Christian church is is wrong, evil, completely bad, off the rails, completely, exactly, right. completely right. off the rails. The Catholic Church says no that other Christians have a great deal of truth, like they the Bible. Mm-hmm. Like obviously, yep. they practice baptism, they pray. So they the, believe in the Trinity. The they, Trinity, yeah, like yeah. that Jesus Christ is truly God and truly man. Right. So there's all these all these beliefs, all these practices that all sorts of Christians hold to. The Catholic Church is not, when the Church says that. This is the Church established by Jesus. She's not saying, and therefore, if you're not Catholic. Um, you're completely off the rails. Right. No, she acknowledges that there are gr- that there's a lot of truth, the truth, Christian truth, biblical truth in um, in in other churches mm-hmm. outside of the Catholic Church. Right. So I think it's one thing that sometimes other Catholic, other Christians, but even sometimes Catholics get wrong. It's like, uh, well, you, you, if 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 the Catholic Church is true and everything else is false, well, then no, it's not that. Right. right. Not, it's not that black and white. Right. It's not that simple. Um, so the church is also very clear. It doesn't mean that only Catholics will go to heaven. Right. That some people, well, so you're the only church, so only Catholics can go to heaven. <laughs> no, the, the, the Catholic church, again, teaches just the contrary. It's possible, certainly possible for other people to go to heaven. So mm-hmm. it doesn't mean those things. Any other misunderstandings that you've uh, heard of, thought of, that when the people talk about how the church is the one established by Jesus Christ, how people can misunderstand that or draw maybe um, false conclusions? I'm trying to think, and and I'm drawing a blank. Oh, that's that's fine. That's fine. I just those are two that I yeah. I thought of or I've heard from others. Yeah. And I just want to make sure that we address those. Yeah. So um, it's what it doesn't mean that. So what doesn't mean? It means that in the, in the Catholic Church, and this is related to the first point, in the Catholic Church we find the fullness mm-hmm. of Christian biblical truth. Right. We find the fullness of the means of salvation. So 
it's, 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 and, and I did not, you and I were cradle Catholics. We didn't do anything to deserve this. Right. So we were not triumphalistic about it because it's purely a gift from God and it's open to everybody. Yep. I mean, everybody is invited to participate, to partake of this incredible gift. Mm-hmm. That's what the church desires mm-hmm. everyone to participate in this gift. Not because we're, we're right and you're wrong, but mm-hmm. no, God has given us the gift of the Catholic church. And we want to do whatever we can to draw all other men and women into what the church calls itself sometimes the household of the church of oh, God. Yeah. I don't know if I've heard that. Uh, Vatican II, we talked oh, about a few okay. weeks ago. <laughs> of course. Um, one of the purposes of the council, do whatever we can to invite others into the household okay. of, of the church of God. Yeah. So, so that's what it does mean to say the church is the one established by Jesus Christ, the fullness of truth and the means of salvation. Um, you know, I have two favorite questions. Why and do you remember the second? So what? So what? So what, Renee? What? What? What is this for you and your own experience growing up? In your case, as a lifelong faithful, fairly faithful Catholic, <laughs> yeah. What? What does it mean that the Catholic Church is the Church established by Jesus Christ? Well, for myself, and I can only speak for myself, I would say I want to try to get the most truth I can. So be in the place where where at least I, w- what I can see has the most fullness of truth. It's like from, terrible English. It. That's fine. <laughs> I know the journalist in you is going to like, you're going to beat yourself with a uh, stick later. But. Terrible. Yeah. I mean, I, I, that's how I would, I guess, approach it is I would just want to be in the place that I believe has in that, Claims. See, it is hard to say that. (laughs) That claims to have the fullness of truth. It makes sense to me to want to be there. Why? Because I want it to be as easy as possible to get to heaven. (laughs) I I want all the tools I can get. If Jesus has given us this fully stocked toolbox, why wouldn't we take advantage of it? Yep, yep. And similarly for me, I mean, just I I want to go to the church that Jesus actually established. Again, not that you can't find great truth and holy people in other right. churches, but the one that he established, uh, as as we read in the Bible, is going to remain fully and completely true without error to his teachings. Yeah. Despite the sinfulness of her leaders, we know that very mm-hmm. well, unfortunately, um, but by the power of the Holy Spirit, the fullness of truth and means of salvation is found in the Catholic Church. Right. So I mentioned, just I just want to close, Renee, with um, talking about briefly some resources. Okay. For more on this, so um, I love conversion stories because stories are always fun to read. Mm-hmm. Um, and conversion stories you learn along the way. So why did people become Catholic right. or return to the to Catholic Church? So there are two, uh, or there's one in particular I'm thinking of. It's it's there's multiple volumes in the series, the Surprised by Truth series. Have you ever oh, read any I have of those? Not. Yeah. So uh, several series of stories of converts or reverts, why okay. they became Catholic or returned to the Catholic Church. What's that called again? Say it again. Surprised to buy truth okay. all right the volume two three and maybe four um another book series catholic for a reason mm. okay i haven't read that one but i've heard of it you've heard of that yeah. one too so that's another series volume one two three four and then uh there's all sorts of i mean scott dr scott Hahn is a really well-known theologian who does a lot of great apologetics work um the philosopher peter kreeft mm-hmm. k-r-e-e-f-t Hahn is h-a-h-n um who are there some other apologists who uh, you really? Steve Ray, I think. Steve has, Ray. Yep. Isn't his Rome Sweet Home or is his Crossing the Tiber? Uh, crossing the Tiber. Okay, yeah. Crossing uh, the Tiber. Yeah. 
So some of those, he's really good. Like uh, Dr. John Bergsma has a yep. great book, Stunned by Scripture. Stunned okay. by Scripture. Dr. Hahn, Dr. Bergsma were both actually Protestant pastors, mm-hmm. uh, as were and Steve, Ray. Many, Steve Ray a lot. <laughs> so all sorts of resources out there. Go to catholic.com, which is Catholic Answers website. They mm-hmm. have a ton of resources as well. But just that gives you a, a taste of why the church makes this strong claim. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Renee, for being on the show today. You bet. Thanks. And that will wrap up this episode of Ignition. Again, you can email us, ignition at sfcatholic.org, with any thoughts, questions, or ideas for, for future episodes. And until next time, may God bless you.